Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, the podcast that's role-playing games. My name is, as ever, let me check this here, Grant Howitt, mm-hmm. and I'm joined, as ever, by my best friend in the entire world, Christopher Edward Taylor. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Grant Howitt. Hello. You will notice a, uh, a a spring in Chris's step, or I suppose a spring in Chris's voice. <laughs> my voice Chris is has been given. Chris has been given special drugs. Yeah. I've got sleeping pills, which means that I can actually go to sleep, which is a novel experience, but I'm very much enjoying it. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm into it myself. I try to spend as much time asleep as possible. Mm. Mm. Very wise. Uh, I, well, the, the problem with, with consciousness is that it causes thinking. <laughs> it allows thinking. It allows thinking, and I've never really enjoyed any of that, uh, especially unalloyed. So any sort of consciousness I can I can rid myself of. Excuse me, sorry. I have a cough. It's not the coronavirus. You'd be pleased to hear. Uh, I've I've been tested and I'm clean. I just have busy lung, as 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 as, the, as they would say in the past. You got noisy tubes. I've got noisy tubes. It's all these left-handed cigarettes I've been smoking. Mm, just try it on the hand. See if that helps. Possibly. Uh, I, I'm gen- I'm gently building up a small culture of business in my lung. So that's fun. Good. But Chris is sleeping. I'm coughing, and we're here, and wide-eyed and ready to rock. This podcast is about role-playing games. We design role-playing games on the show. Oh, Chris, I gave blood. Oh, well done. It was very nice. I gave blood. Reader, listener, viewer, I can recommend that you go and give blood, too. I know I, I, know I say this every time, but it's nice. You get as many crisps as you can carry. I only felt a bit weird afterwards. You, you, you get touched by upwards of three people. Good lord, in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, in this day and age, in this economy? And they won't even let me give blood. I've seen your blood, and I reckon, you know how, like, when a, when, when like a comedy, a comedy pauper opens their wallet and moths fly out? I imagine that, that if you get cut, instead of blood, it's just like, it's just like a gaseous skull. <laughs> it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit like standing on an errant tube of toothpaste. Thick. It's just it's claggy at this point. It's all gummy. Is it blood coloured? Yeah. Oh, it still looks okay. like blood. It's just slow. Do you hang on? What you've just described there is tomato paste. I have, yeah, but it's not that. tomato puree. Oh, okay, no, different from that. Yeah. Lumpier. I gave blood. Please, dear reader, go and give blood. The NHS. Um, judging by the series of increasingly desperate text messages they <laughs> sent me. Please come and give us your blood, Grant. Yeah, I said I would. Come on, Grant, please. Wear a mask, though, but it's really more important that you give us the blood, even if it's poison. Just stick your arm through a window. We'll do the rest. Just put it in a jar and lob it through the window, yeah? <laughs> Just anything. We need fluid. I can also recommend, and this is this this is a little fun tip for any for, for any readers who are really lacking human contact. I, of course, am married and, and and live with my partner, which is great. So I have some regular human contact. But if you need you need a little bit extra after you get your blood taken, leave, go to the bathroom, and then discover you feel a bit funny. I see. Your knees your knees feel weak, palms sweaty, mom's spaghetti, etc. And then go back and find the nursiest looking person you can and say, "I'm terribly sorry. I actually feel a little bit strange." And 
a whole gaggle of NHS operatives will cluster around you and make sure you're okay until you tell them to stop. It's nice, and it's free! Except it does cost you a pint of blood. I cannot stress that enough. You will be a pint down. I'm very tempted to just go, to just walk in, go to the bathroom, come out, and then go, I feel a bit funny. (laughs) They have a screening process! Not anything, just... (laughs) I just feel a bit funny. Have you given blood? Well, who can say? Probably... I lost a lot of blood, certainly. Can I use one of the big chairs? I think I've got some in this pocket. Ah, oh, that's tomato paste. Do you have a club biscuit egg snaffle? <laughs> Do you have a penguin? Do you have have you have you got have you got four individual squashed fly biscuits I may have? <laughs> games. Let's do games things. Oh, yeah, games. Yeah, sure, go. Yeah, give blood, support the NHS, it's good. Games. I had an idea for a game, and I believe you had an idea for a game. Sort of, yes. Yeah, we've both got half an idea for a game. What's what's your half of an idea for a game? So my half of the idea for the game comes from mm-hmm. those people what turn up to your game with three pages of backstory. Oh. And my idea for the game is that you write that instead and don't tell them. Okay. So a game where, like, you know in one last job, you, you build the characters you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From backstory and stuff. <laughs> well, in this, the backstory for you is already written. But either you have to you, uncover it. But either you don't know it, or you're given it all of a sudden at the start of a session, and you have to read through it. I quite like the idea that, that at this point every game becomes sort of a comprehension test. <laughs> like the old style ones with the little blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's me, your mother. What's my name? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of, it's kind of something to do against people who have these really long involved backstories and then never use them. I think actually like you could probably have a lot of fun by making it a game about alien invaders or body switching or what have you. And so you play like you play a body switcher. Oh, they're like this, the covered entities. This is the covered entity that you've been given. And you and, and and like the mission is set up to test you on your knowledge and like what you know and what you don't know. And well the real Gavin would never be able to play guitar that well. You're just like in, in a suburban living room and, and you're these awful, twisted looking alien things and mm-hmm. just sort of climbing into your skin suit like a wetsuit. Glarpel, the, the lead alien, just pushes with one of his 16 tentacles across across the table this little dossier and says, now you're Susan Hellman. You've got to bake sale at three. Remember, you hate Doris for no reason. There's something quite fun there about making it sort of Making it grand and like and like this is this is your final exam before you are allowed to before you were allowed to fully infiltrate human society at the upper echelons of government. Mm. So the stakes are huge, but the what's actually happening is very small. And like and and you, and you you can do like you can do minor like you can maybe like light mind control or a ray gun or teleportation or something along those lines. And like maybe your boss is a dog. Yeah, I imagine that you've got like an awful lot of very cool sci-fi powers. Mm-hmm. The problem is getting away with using them. Precisely, because you're disguised as an old lady at a bake sale. Yes, and some of the people you meet are other aliens in disguise who are there to test mm-hmm. you. But most people are just people. There'll probably be a couple of government agents as well. Oh yes, definitely. Somebody's going to try and find the aliens. Yeah. And like, I think maybe like a couple of conspiracy theorists... Maybe some people who want to be abducted by the aliens. In those amazing, like, almost conical, conical? Spherical um, tin caravans. Yes. The, 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 like, like, like a what, pill shape. The Airstream, are they called? I, I can't remember what they're called, yeah. But Something the, like the conspiracy like, wagon. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. I like that. I want to... I, I really like that idea, actually. I'd like to put forward my idea, mm-hmm. and then we'll do yours. Very well. So my idea is a game which I tried to write 
a couple of times many years ago, and it's never really got off the ground. But I've never, I've never done it with you. Okay. So I'd be interested to see if, if, if I can use your big old brain to develop something. I mean, that explains why I never got off the ground, huh? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a game. It's a game called. Well, the the the, the rough rough title is Super Cool Monster Hunting Club, mm-hmm. and you play kids that go and hunt monsters. So. We're talking like oh, probably like seven, seven years old, nine years old kids. You know, yeah. not before that. Once a kid hits the hits about the age of eleven or twelve, they start developing personality and hair. I don't like it. <laughs> I won't have anything to do with them at that point. No, but before that, they're just sort of a like like a rough lump of unmolded clay. Mm-hmm. Not very good at children. You play kids, and you're going out and hunting monsters, and it's like, oh, vampires have kidnapped our favorite teacher at school, and we have to free her. Or that someone's stolen the football trophy and we need to get it back before the big game so we can have our lucky trophy to win. And it's vampires. It is actually vampires. Right, it's not just like, no, she's just gone to night classes. No, 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 it's like, that's a nice idea, but no, it's vampires, it's werewolves, it's ghosts. It's everything mashed together. I worry that I'm trying to write a game to justify this. I think (laughs) it's fun to put a tin pan on your head. Yes. Like, put a saucepan on your head, wear a blanket like a cloak, have a spatula as a sword, that sort of thing. Have improvised costume from around the house. And what I'd what I'd dearly like to do is come up with some sort of game where me and my 30-something friends can dress up as children. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Can 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 dress up um as 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 monster hunters using improvised materials around my house. And then maybe not feel bad about that. It does seem that what you want is the tabletop RPG of Costume Quest. Pretty much, yeah. Which I, I yeah. have no problem with. I'm just saying there's precedent there we can build from if needs be. But, like, without the pre-pro. So, like, not I have built this costume so it gives me the powers of the costume. It's more like, nah, this, this LucasAid is a healing potion. Shut up. <laughs> you can't prove it isn't. I get given it, it when I'm sick, therefore it's healing. This, this bin lid gives me plus three AC. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it probably would. It'd probably give you a plus one AC, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not going to stop a bullet, but or a dragon, it'll stop a cat. So yeah, those are our two ideas. I'm, I'm into this. I'm into this mysterious glob lore bake sale simulator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot there, and I worry that you know what? I don't think I approached. I don't think I approached my pitch with enough confidence. I think it was. I think it was dead in the water, mate. It was dead before it got out of the game. I think. I think it's a good idea. I just. I think it might be replicated quite well in Kids on Bikes. Oh, yeah, it's Kids on Bikes, isn't there? And Kids on Brooms is the magic one. And, uh, uh, well, that's that's like Harry Potter, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Harry right. Potter. Harry Potter. What, what, what the fuck is this? Cool, blimey! All these years of living in London have finally paid off. <laughs> it's, 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 your, it's your English jeans kicking up. I'm sounding like a proper cockney down near Bobel's. <laughs> South African cockney. Yes. Uh, Bobel's via, via way of Johannesburg. So you're aliens. You're aliens. And my thinking is that there's there's multiple games in a campaign. Okay. Ah, yeah, okay, that's fine. So the first one is like maybe maybe let's say three. The first one is boot camp or whatever mm-hmm. they wear instead of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on the alien homeworld. Oh, it's 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 like a it's it's like it's like a training simulation. So it's it's all sort of rigged up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like it's like those um fire um I can't remember what they're called now. They're free firing rooms. What they called target rangers. Yeah, but like target that, but where they're all set up like it's all chipboard yeah, walls. Yeah, and... and a guy pops up and like maybe maybe he's got a gun or maybe he's got like a a sandwich. child or yeah, and you have to go through in a. What the hell are they called? I can't remember every this... FPS. Yeah, how, how can we not remember this name for them? But anyway, shooting range. It's not because a shooting range is just stand still and shoot. Killbox, something like that. Go on. Yeah, so they've got things like that set up, but it's mm. like uh, you know West Sussex High Street, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's very low stakes, and you're just getting yelled. Very at. small town. Yeah, like it's very kind of small like, town. Kind of like the intro bit of Men in Black when Will Smith You'll have is, to remind me when Will Smith is joining the the Men in Black thing, and there's all the tests, right. and there's like a written right, test, yeah. and then he has to okay. shoot the people and work out what's going on. And mm-hmm. There's all of those. Including shooting people, but you're never given a gun. You could, like... Well, I, I guess that's the thing. You're not being trained to shoot... Like, your backstory isn't covering shooting people. No, no, no. But the, the whole point is that you... Either way, you are a, a secret agent of these people. Oh, that's on that true. Planet. So yeah. you need... You know, you need to pass certification and everything. And you would need to shoot, like, government agents if they came at you. Yeah. You, your primary role is deep cover. But even people in, in the real world that are in deep cover are trained officers, you know? Yes. Okay. And maybe you have like you have uh you you have a ray gun because we could, I, I really I feel I feel this is sort of a zapping ray gun kind of game. Oh, absolutely. And it does it, it does memory wipe. So rather than blowing someone clean and it through can, a, a and wall, it can do kill. Okay. But it's, but like you have to hide it in your house. To hide it in your yeah, it's large. <laughs> yeah, it's built, it's, it's, built, it's built for the frame. So my image in my head of these aliens is kind of like the oh my god, I've forgotten the name as well. The Lovecraft monster that's like Shoggoth. No, it's like a cone. Uh, great old ones. The great race of Yith. Yith. That's it. The Yithians. Yeah, it looks like a Yithian. Like, yeah. Okay. Just yeah. the wrong shape for anything. I'm not looking at like um, my memory is dead at the moment. Squid Dad. Octodad. Octodad. That's it. Where like. He can kind of be roughly human shaped. Like this creature yeah, is no, just absolutely not. No, you are forced into a suit. Yes, you cannot masquerade as anything in. when you're in your normal form. If that suit ruptures, we have a problem. Yeah, like there's a hole in the suit, and you're slowly starting to spill out of it. I'd like, I'd like to get even more protein than the great race of Yith. I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking like a tall Shoggoth. Okay, and my only thing like about the Shoggoth is that and it's, squishy very, and it's weird. very easy to hide as a Shoggoth. What, you just you'd sort of find a compost heap and sit next to it? Yeah, or a hole, and you just gloop into it, or a swimming pool, or... Oh, okay, no, 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 like, you are, like, you, you, you are visibly a fucking Shoggoth, like, sure. like, uh, you, like, oh, actually, no, like a, like a, like a, a gibbering mouther, as it were. Right, gibbering mouther, however that's pronounced. So, like, so, so, like, you, 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 you can't just squeeze yourself through a keyhole or what have you. Cool. Yeah, there's teeth in there. You're like a big rubbery bag full of teeth and and lungs. You're you're a nightmare. A, a massive, uneven number of eyes. Yes. Okay. And you're squeezed into in, into a human suit, and right. Back back to what I was saying. The first game. Yeah. Is all in the training. Mm-hmm. So it's all about learning to work with your team, who are the other players. Getting yelled at by your by your superiors, mm-hmm. and trying to pass the tests. Mm. The next one is a live fire exercise, which is where you're doing the bake sales and things. Right? Is is, is that another training thing? But we have we have real. Girls no, no, there. no. It's it's this is on Earth. Okay, cool. Because I thought live fire exercises were like training things, but I understand. Maybe maybe I used the wrong word. I'm sorry. No worries. Go ahead. My memory is shot at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you're on you're on Earth. You're put into proper American Stepford style suburbia. Mm-hmm. Picket fences the lot, and you've got to exist there for a month. Mm, okay, and then you'll be you'll be extracted. And then the final one is you working at the Pentagon. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, interesting. And like there's there, there's there's fairly large gaps of time in between each mission, mm. as it were. Um, but yes, you're you're inserted into the Pentagon, and you've got to try and like destroy all of their UFO records, the real ones, but not the fake ones. You have to insert your own fake ones. Yes. Yeah, just really pointing the fingers, the, the finger at Bigfoot because that guy's an asshole. I think that the strong, the strongest part of this is the middle part. See, I'm quite excited by the end part. I think that'd be really fun. I think, like the end part for me misses the essential humor of it. I think that's true to a degree, but I think also there's there's a more interesting game there because they've got 
alien detectors. Like they're aware of mm. aliens existing and they're on the lookout for spies and it becomes a spy game. Like you've got to try and find a way to fool the metal detectors because half of your teeth are gold. Mm. Gold show up on the metal I don't think, detector? I don't think it would show up. I don't think it's reactive. But yeah, Solid um, iron. <laughs> Meteor- magnets. Meteoric iron. There you go. Um, and yeah, and you've got to face-to-face deal with these people who are basically trying to kill you. What I want to do is is focus on the middle part of this. I'll tell you for why. It takes the it takes the high drama of an alien invasion and combines it with a low drama of a bake sale. Just fun. It also has say the espionage angle. We can introduce uh, agents who are hunting for you mm. in the bake sale. We can introduce that in this in this little Shropshire village or what have you. We can have those. But I also want to remove the boot camp section, and I'll tell you for why. Your team should be absolutely clueless. <laughs> I'm also th- and like you, you mentioned something earlier which which really excited me the idea that there's only one player in the suit I don't think I mentioned that but okay you're mentioning you, like you said you said your team would be other players and the thing is like different players can get in the suit you have you have a human suit and mm-hmm. the human suit has the has this personality attached to it, and you have like a lot of backstory attached to this thing the G- and, and, and like, if we only have to write one backstory per adventure as it were then we can have quite a complex one. And quite a complex series of things which plug into it. Right. What I'm thinking of is a role-playing equivalent of keep talking and no one explodes. Oh, so the rest of you are just like, have this enormous backstory, like, oh, do you remember what happened on that beach at Acapulco in 83? And the rest, yeah. and the people back at base are like, no, shit, 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 shit. And either we can actually write it, and it's sort of a fun escape room, everyone work under pressure sort of thing. Mm. Or we can have it as more of an Apocalypse World style thing. So if you roll a successful research check, you get it you get it right, and you can make it up, and that's correct. Or if you if you get it wrong, then they're like, hang on a sec, we were in Barbados, not, not Acapulco. So Frank, what do you think of my new Pontiac? Uh, well, I think it's great. It's, it throws the keys to him. You drive. Oh. Guys, oh, guys, no. what's a car? See? There's so many fun things we can have where, like, if you haven't been properly briefed and you're here on your first training mission, mm. it, it lets us write about about people being way out of their depth, which I very much enjoy. Yeah. But it also means that you have the capacity to have three players, two players, in the back room, frantically searching through databases. You could even have a fun thing where, like, they're on Wikipedia looking up Shropshire facts. Mm. I think and trying to pass them on. I think what we need really is two suits, yeah, and two people at base camp, and it can swap in and out as what they're doing. Yeah, I, yeah, that works for me because because of where they're sending them. As I say, this kind of Stepford suburbia. Are we going America and England with this? One? Oh, absolutely, America. Those kind of idyllic right, prefab houses. Okay, um, and you have a husband and wife suit. Yeah, absolutely. And the children are not real. No, they are just routine AIs. They just do their job. <laughs> Are the children meat puppets, or yeah. are the children simply off-screen? No, no, the children are, I mean, they're robots in suits. Right, okay. They run really they, they, simple they, they, stuff. They go to school, they cause no trouble, they're just there as background. Occasionally they'll they pose and walk into walls. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So they're a problem, occasionally. Yeah. But most of the time they're just doing a thing and they'll stand there for a picture quite happily and that sort of stuff. That's like, that's, that's like, that's like, that's, that's like maybe like a fun side mission while your boss comes over for dinner. Mm-hmm. The children start, I don't know, like overheating and sparks shoot out of their mouths <laughs> and set the curtains on fire. One of them is leaking deadly gamma radiation. <laughs> <laughs> One 
One of them is just chewing through a tree like a beaver. <laughs> You've uploaded the small animal coding again. I, I'm, re- I'm really into the idea of this sort of being that sort of very gentle 60s sitcom. Mm. Oh, honey, you've burnt the casserole. My boss is coming over. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But again, you're aliens trying to infiltrate the society. Yes. And there is a small team of maybe four or five special agents who you, you know it's them because they're the only people in suits, dark glasses, earpieces, mm-hmm. driving in a very big black van with like so many radar dishes on the top. The van says laundry in very clean script yes. on the side. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. And like and like the, and, and those guys are named and have personalities as well, and it's possible to outwit them or, or make maybe like like seduce them yes. on the side. Yeah, if you can I mean if you can convince them that you're definitely not an alien, because they don't know who the aliens are. No, they've got they've got suspicions. But you can go like, I think Frank down at number two might be an alien, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and like send plant them on some of your protoplasm on his barbecue. Yes, exactly. And that means that finally, finally you can win the cake sale, the bake sale mm. because it knocks him out of the running. That's the other thing is that you want to like you you have to it's um third rock from the sun. Yeah, but it's like it's also like incredibly small scale planetary domination. Mm-hmm. We're going for neighborhood domination. Yeah, winning the bake sale is equivalent to taking Indonesia in your head. You know what I mean? <laughs> These aliens, these aliens are everywhere. They have infiltrated every level of society. The problem is they're not very good at it. Mm, the, the, the husband storms in. And I, I like that he's just known as the husband. The husband. The husband and oh, the it wife. It would be the husband's suit. Yes, the husband's suit and the wife's suit. And mm-hmm. the husband barges in and he's like, and he's fuming. And like, what is it, global? It's like, Henry's just got a fucking boat. <gasps> and it's like, but we don't have a boat. No, he will have control of the seas. <laughs> And then you've got to try and either destroy or get a better boat than Henry. If we don't have a boat, the salt water will desiccate our forms. <laughs> we will be as the slugs in the garden on your cabbage patch. On your cabbage patch? Yeah, oh man. Oh, I'm just, I, I, I can do, I, I, can, I, can, I can have that weird Matt Berry intonation whenever mm-hmm. I play husband. Oh yeah, you've got to, you've got to do some really weird voices. When, when, when yeah. you're in the, like, the control room, which is just, mm-hmm. like, it's the kids' room. Mm-hmm. The kids' Bleeping, room, the kids room has, lights two, flashing. Yeah. has two, like, plug-in chargers for the kids that you slot them into at night. And the rest is all hologrammatical control rooms and data cubes of encyclopedias and things. Brilliant, yeah. And you direct them around. And so now you've got to make sure that nobody goes into the damn kids' room. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about tone. Okay. I'm really enjoying the pettiness. I'm really enjoying the fact that it is about taking that bake sale. It is my modus operandi mm-hmm. that pet that pe- petty evil mm-hmm. or at, at least petty domination well, I, mean, it, I don't know it is technically evil i guess because they want world domination your boss wants what your boss's boss's boss wants world domination you want to get a better barbecue than the joneses yes and eventually a promotion off of this planet mm-hmm. off of this planet it's basically oh, oh. taken anyway in terms of the tone i can see a fairly fun saturday morning like shrink ray mind wipe ray um, farcical. Oh, we've got to we've got to put the vicar in the cupboard, sort of thing, mm-hmm. or a much darker tone. Your yes. your breaking's bad, etc. Where it's like we have to keep murdering people and hiding the, and feeding the corpses to our beaver children. I I very much wanted to start as one and end as the other. Yes, and it doesn't really matter which, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I quite like I quite like the idea of it just being about bake sales for a while, and then like, it stays about bake sales. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, but like that being the sorry the comedy tone of the bake sale. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Um, and then one day you're in the garden and you're just putting on the suit, and 
Henry looks over his over the fence with a howdy neighbor. Oh my god, what is that? And you just mash him through the fence. Like like you freak out. Yeah, like pushing an apple through a tennis racket. Ugh. And now you're like, well, shit. Shit, 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 shit. You've got bits of Henry. You've got a fence to clean. Mm-hmm. You've got to try and work out where Henry's gone to tell people. Yeah, there was that game called Monkey Dome. Okay. Uh, many moons ago. Uh, it was a... Uh, I forget who wrote it, but the idea was that everything had to be either horrendous or slapstick. Mm-hmm. And it, and you flipped between those two states. It was post-APOC. It was, it was every post-APOC game you can imagine. You know, sure. that's how it worked. Sure, sure. And it went from very silly to very violent. And I think I'd like a slower burn in this. Mm. But I really like the idea of like proper horrendous, like, oh, God, yes. level of growth. And like it doesn't bother you because you're an alien and it's like standing on a bug or something. Yeah, like there's uh, there's a wonderful I was gonna say comedy horror film, but it really is just a comedy film called Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes, I know the one. Alan Tudyk is in it and all sorts of stuff. And that this has that tone. Mm. So it starts off by a load of kids going to a cabin in the woods for mm-hmm. a holiday, standard horror setup, and they meet some some creepy hillbillies at their at the gas station. Who is Alan Tudyk? Who's right? Alan Tudyk and his and yeah. his mate, and they're lovely people. But mm. there's there's a tipping point where it just goes horrendous, and it's all accidents. Mm. Like at one point, one of the kids falls into a wood chipper. I oh, know, and there's blood everywhere. And Alan Tudyk is, is is holding his legs, trying to pull him out, Ugh. and the policeman sees him, and it looks like he's <laughs> feeding this kid into a in, into a wood chipper. It's like yeah. no, no, and he's trying to explain himself, and it's it's a really great film. Yeah. Okay, but I like that thing of that, as you say, that slapstick to to brutality. Mm. I suppose like that 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 level of slapstick brutality, and because because it's a role playing game, like we can afford to separate ourselves out separate ourselves out from the like the actual imagery of it a bit. Yes, like if if it was a computer game, it would be in that sort of sixteen bit eight bit style. Yeah, and you can you, so you, you can do that kind of like. like you could have all of the the violence if you want to the kind of reverse shot where you just see the the player character and they are just covered in a torrent of blood. Yeah, like thousands of liters too much, so it's so it becomes comedy. Mm. Mm. If you want okay. to, or you can have it really grisly and then use that as a contrast, depending on your game. Entirely up to you. Yeah, like, but I like the idea that the the like horrific violence is is close, mm. and it's, it's always and, like, an and, like, option. It is a solution, as yep. it were, which will cause its own problems. But you can just you can just tear the FBI agent in half. Yes. And again, that isn't a huge problem to you. Yeah, like the problem is the fallout from it rather than yeah. the actual oh God, combat in quotation marks. Yeah. And like 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 morally that isn't a problem for you either. Yes. Yeah. yeah. These these yeah. people mean nothing. You are colonizing you're colonizing ants. That's, and I suppose these people mean nothing according to your bosses. But maybe, maybe you're like, oh, actually, I quite. I, I, maybe you want to have an affair. Maybe you have fallen in love with the widow down the street. Right. Because now, unfortunately, because all four of you swap bodies so often, <laughs> and none of you, none of you are in a relationship or anything like that. It's only the characters that your aliens play that are in husband a relationship. and wife. Yeah. I mean, that's there's there's a lot of fun there mm-hmm. to have to have like to ha- have a, have a, have a have an affair style story where you're trying to seduce like the mayor mm-hmm. to try and get into local government and both of you are trying to like as as husband and wife you're playing up this this thing but again if the mayor ever i'm guessing 
puts his tongue in your mouth, he's going to feel some stuff. <laughs> one of your mouths will bite it. Mm-hmm. But there's also there's also the wonderful thing of like you've you've rather fallen for the lady down the road. Mm-hmm. However, the person who was most recently playing your wife just hates her mm-hmm. just hates her so when she's the person the alien who was recently wearing the wife suit wears mm-hmm. the husband's suit she's, mm-hmm. the, he's just mean to her yeah and like you, you you've got that sort of inter-party sabotage of little subplots oh, i really like that I, I really like the office drama of that as well yeah and and also this poor woman just going what what is happening? You talk differently today as well. Oh, you're all angling for promotion. Mm. You said you were saying that earlier. You want you want to get promoted off this planet. You all hate this job. There's only one role. There's only like one promotion available, mm-hmm. and you're all trying to get into it. And like the the agency understands that it's not all just human suit wearing that you need. You, you need proper research. You need proper like support. It's possible. I, I really like the idea that like. You can earn promotion points, and there's 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 sort of a there's a backstabbing mechanic to this. Like that's the XP almost. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's fun. Okay. And you can you like you spend promotion points to level up, mm-hmm. and then I'm thinking we might do it as uh, it feels one shotty. Yeah. I think like the level of um, ridiculousness I want this to have. I don't think it's sustainable for more than about three hours. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I'd be. You might want to have a bit like we were talking about last week, some method of leveling up during the during the episode, as it were, during yeah. the game. But once you hit ten XP, you get promoted and you're out of there. It's the first person to ten XP. Or, they I mean, they what, get shipped back off to the mothership, and everyone else is just left. What you do is you have, uh, let's say, ten cards with upgrades on them, either an item, a special power. Oh, that's don't know, fun. whatever. And you shuffle them. And then whenever you do something promotion-worthy, mm. you get one of these cards. Oh, that's nice. And basically, whoever at the end has the most cards gets the promotion. Mm. And they also they also give you like a, like maybe like a, a, a once-per-game ability you can fire off or something, which gives you something fun to, 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 to break the rules of the world with. Yeah, and there's things you can do to steal these cards from your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can, you can steal them. You can steal them as, while well, they're still upgrades, and usable, but that's harder. Or you can mm-hmm. just steal the promotion card once the once possession thing's been used, mm-hmm. and it's just a promotion point. Mm. Yeah, okay. And the person with the most promotion points at the end, in inverted commas, wins. Yeah, and you just have a little epilogue. Yeah, have like a fiasco style epilogue. Mm. But you like some of the some of the things you can do is like there's been a delivery. Now, unfortunately, the pod's gone missing, so it's landed somewhere in the neighbourhood. It's about, <laughs> it's about the size of a of a locker, um, and it will be it will be somewhere within five miles. You should go and get that before anybody else finds it it's gonna be humming yeah so like you'll definitely know it when you see it so will everyone else so will everyone else (laughs) (laughs) and then you've got either you're trying to very quickly cover this up and get the item and get back or a mad dash to try and get the item Mm. as you're as you're all like racing each other but there's only two bodies Mm. yeah yeah, I, I I figure like you can you can probably you can sneak out under cover of darkness, but if you're seen, the consequences are dire. Oh yeah, you can at any point go where you like in any form. That's fine. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I suppose what we're looking at is in terms like um, it's not like the danger to you isn't necessarily physical. No, no, I no. I mean the the real danger is being captured and tested on. Yeah, what we're looking at is a kind of Grand Theft Auto style system of where the getting shot and just waking up in a hospital. The challenge is getting the challenge is, is not getting arrested rather than not dying. Yes. So and 
and and and and like and like the the tools you are given to solve the problem, your subtle tools are mm-hmm. ineffective. Yes. Your powerful tools are racked with collateral. Yes. So you can just mince someone through a wall. You can rip off someone's head and throw it into a bin. You can dissolve the side. You can dissolve the side wall of a warehouse and run away if you mm-hmm. want to. You have all these really big things which are, which are great. However, it's like national news. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so what you're trying to do is limit the amount of national news because you because you get enough of these then the FBI start focusing on you more, then they start bringing, you know, like guns or capture nets or things which can actually stop you. Yeah, I mean, you have a sort of global heat level. Mm-hmm. And at one star, it's just these these guys in the Bumbling. van. Yeah. At two, like the conspiracy theorists start showing up as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then after that, it becomes much more like heavy response units and there's helicopters in the area. At four, your boss arrives. <laughs> your boss is disguised as three dogs. Uh, the dog walker is like the child. Your boss is disguised as a gold prospector. He does not understand <laughs> Earth either, but has just taken what he saw as a mentoring father figure. Your boss is disguised as a gold rush prospector. He's been in deep cover for years. <laughs> A hundred years. In the hills of Montana. I quite like the idea that a dog walker arrives, and the dog walker is a, is, is, is like one of the child bosses, and a the dog puppet, is your yeah. boss. Yes, now, now listen here, agents. And, like, and, like, and like he'll, he'll, I'm terribly sorry, excuse me. I have urgent business to attend to, and just go and sniff another dog's ass, and then come back. <laughs> You're trying to look him in the eyes, and he's giving you a, a proper talking to, as he's scraping his ass across the carpet. <laughs> See, funny, funny stuff. Yep. You're hit with sanctions from the boss. You've got like, you've got like the uh, like the the international government of aliens. So like they've they've declared the uh, like you you you're, you're sort of your Doctor Who style person is like, hey hey, you don't mess with Earth. Yeah. Or your international government of aliens is turning up and saying like, okay, like you like you've overstepped the mark. Please don't turn people into jam. Stop annexing the Milky Way. Is this a campaign game? I think it could is be. Th- there's a lot to explore, isn't there? There's a lot of fun there. Yeah, and I think that as long as you don't just keep hammering the slapstick, like every every yeah. no, like not every action is going to be this wackety smackety do. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, okay. We we can build to that, can't we? Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 like three hours, I don't think is long enough. You need multiple oh, games, right, and like yeah. I like the idea of keeping it in that kind of TV show vein, mm-hmm. where each each week you play. There's a different theme, and you could have you have like a subplot and a main plot, or like like yeah. today's plot and the and the overarching plot underneath. Yes, but like today's plot is 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 um, Henry got a new boat. Yes, that is today's main main thing. Henry got a new boat. How are you dealing with this? What's mm-hmm. going on there? Yeah, there's a police convention in town. Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that. Yeah, okay, sort of like Third Rock from the Sun, but more aggressive, mm-hmm. and like the odds of you being found out are much larger. Yes, like it is like. It's Third Rock from the Sun. They, you can't read. The, there's nowhere that the, the, there's no way that the FBI could find out that they were. No, the they just they just find like out idiots. their aliens. Like, the, like there's no rabbit hole to dig down there. But but like your suits malfunction, etc. Et All right, yes, I like this. Mm-hmm. So what are we calling it? So what's the name of the game? We've got aliens. We've got infiltration. We've got skin mm-hmm. suits. Mm-hmm. We've got bake sales. We've got sudden violence. Mm-hmm. That's got me no closer. <laughs> well, you have just listed the things that are in it though, which I like. Yes. Zeno, Zeno, no, 
That's, that's that, 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 that. If we put the word Zeno in there, people think it's a sci-fi game. Yeah, yeah. We need to get it's away not. from that. It's not. Well, it is, but it's not. I mean, maybe we go a Stepford Wives route okay. and have the like the town name. Yeah, I suppose mm, it's bit, so. It's a bit. I think that's not going to be strong enough to bring people in. Yeah, and also if it doesn't, if it's just like Barrington. Yeah, that doesn't tell you anything about it. All right, 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 all right. Shapeshifter PTA. Is there a large <laughs> section of dealing with the Parent Teacher Association? That'll be part of it. Like I it imagine the children central, will have to go to school and T pose in the corridor. Core if you uh, put in the PTA no, yeah. oh, I'm trying to avoid title that's like this is the worst possible I could think of but like aliens in my street you know stuff like that mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid a very descriptive alien title what, oh, hang on what would the sitcom of this be called aside from Third Rock from the Sun like The Family Next Door names are really hard names are really hard but we do need one I know we must we must name it so we can control it A Perfect Family that's the one yeah we'll go Let's for go with a bit of what you're what you're going because for, you're... and we could we could explain it with the um, with the cover art as well and a subtitle. Yeah, like you're trying to be the perfect family. Yeah, and it has a picture of of the husband and wife, and they're not quite fitting into the suits, and the child is t-posing in the corridor, and. I kind of like the idea that the front cover is very idyllic and like a family portrait. And then you look at the back, and <laughs> it's got you can see the alien crushed inside the suits. And the fact that the the kids are all robots. What if we had the family portrait on the wall, and then they're trying to recreate, and like they're trying to recreate the family portrait, but it's all going wrong? Yes, that also works. I want to try and get it. I, I want to. I want to try and catch people. You know, mm. when they're walking past my stall at the con to sell this game, which doesn't exist, and the con which doesn't exist, or a mirror, just a big mirror yes. in the background, just showing that that nightmare yeah. behind them. That's fun. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dose Friends. The uh, game this week is A Perfect Family, a means of punishing people who write three-page backstories. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt them. Hurt them with a good game. We have, we have, like, we supply the team with a an a, 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 a printed A4 booklet, uh, which has. I'm thinking maybe like a, maybe like a ring binder or two, which has a lot of a lot of um, information to cross-reference. Mm-hmm. It's all done in real time, and you're all angling for promotion. And you'll quite often ask them things that don't appear in there at all. Yeah, and have to, to style have to it Google out. them or just make it up. Yeah, delightful. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you want you want to support more imaginary games like this, A Perfect Family, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some money per episode. Come along, join the Discord, hang out, be friends with each other. It's nice there. If you have any ideas for games, can find me in East London and whisper them into my ear and I'll claim them as my own. But don't do that because East London is currently locked down. My God, don't come to East London. It's uh, it's it's off. It's 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 the plague pit of Europe. Mm. I can barely move the coronavirus outside my front door. I'm I'm out there three, four times a day sweeping it up. <laughs> Luckily, I'm immune from all the gin. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you very much. Have a good week. Uh, stay away from me and East London in general. Go visit Chris in Sheffield instead. It's lovely. Okay. Um, uh, and give him a wave. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.